Hello, and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan, and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is March 15th, and we will be reading paragraphs 573 through 580 today. And we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Faith can therefore try to examine the circumstances of Jesus' death, faithfully handed on by the Gospels and illuminated by other historical sources, the better to understand the meaning of the redemption. Paragraph 1. Jesus and Israel From the beginning of Jesus' public ministry, certain Pharisees and partisans of Herod, together with priests and scribes, agreed together to destroy him. Because of certain of his acts, expelling demons, forgiving sins, healing on the Sabbath day, his novel interpretation of the precepts of the law regarding purity, and his familiarity with tax collectors and public sinners, some ill-intentioned persons suspected Jesus of demonic possession. He is accused of blasphemy and false prophecy, religious crimes which the law punished with death by stoning. Many of Jesus' deeds and words constituted a sign of contradiction, but more so for the religious authorities in Jerusalem, whom the Gospel according to John often calls simply the Jews, than for the ordinary people of God. To be sure, Christ's re relations with the Pharisees were not exclusively polemical. Some Pharisees warned him of the danger he was courting. Jesus praises some of them, like the scribe of Mark 12:34, and dined several times at their homes. Jesus endorses some of the teachings imparted by this religious elite of God's people, the resurrection of the dead, certain forms of piety, almsgiving, fasting, and prayer, the custom of addressing God as Father, and the centrality of the commandment to love God and neighbor. In the eyes of many in Israel, Jesus seems to be acting against essential institutions of the chosen people. Submission to the whole of the law and its written commandments and, for the Pharisees, in the interpretation of oral tradition. The centrality of the temple at Jerusalem as the holy place where God's presence dwells in a special way. Faith in the one God, whose glory no man can share. Roman numeral one, Jesus and the law. At the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus issued a solemn warning in which he presented God's law given on Sinai during the first covenant in light of the grace of the new covenant. Do not think I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus, Israel's Messiah, and therefore the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, was to fulfill the law by keeping it in its all-embracing detail, according to his own words, down to the least of these commandments. He is in fact the only one who could keep it perfectly. On their own admission, the Jews were never able to observe the law in its entirety without violating the least of its precepts. This is why every year on the Day of Atonement, 
the children of Israel asked God's forgiveness for their transgressions of the law. The law indeed makes up one inseparable whole, and St. James recalls, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has been, become guilty of all of it. This principle of integral observance of the law, not only in letter but in spirit, was dear to the Pharisees. By giving Israel this principle, they had led many Jews of Jesus' time to an extreme religious zeal. This zeal, were it not to lapse into hypocritical casuistry, could only prepare the people for the unprecedented intervention of God through the perfect fulfillment of the law by the only righteous one in place of all sinners. The perfect fulfillment of the law could be the work of none but the divine legislator, born subject to the law in the person of the Son. In Jesus, the law no longer appears engraved on ta tables of stone, but upon the heart of the servant who becomes a covenant to the people, because he will faithfully bring forth justice. Jesus fulfills the law to the point of taking upon himself the curse of the law, incurred by those who do not abide by the things written in the book of the law and do them, for his death took place to redeem them from the transgressions under the first covenant. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all and may these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.